Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. Mox on the Mic, getting you ready for Chattanooga football. It is that time of the year again as the uh, the Mox will be back on the field. They'll kick off the season on the road against North Alabama before a home game against Kennesaw State at Finley Stadium. Uh, we will begin our journey towards getting you ready uh, for the start of this football season, and we will do that today here on Mox on the Mic. Let me remind you, though, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review Mox on the Mic, especially if you're a uh, an Apple uh, podcast user. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Leave us a, uh, a five-star rating in your review. We always appreciate that. It helps Mox fans find us, and it helps us find Mox fans. We're going to visit with uh, both Chattanooga coordinators today. Offensive coordinator Joe Pizzo, defensive coordinator Lorenzo Ward. Looking forward for a chance to talk to both of these guys. We'll go position group by position group, give you a little bit of a preview of what is to come for this Chattanooga football team. So let's hop right into it. Let's start with Chattanooga offensive coordinator Joe Pizzo. He's up first today on Mox on the Mic. Coaches always appreciate the time. I know we're all excited about getting the 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 season underway. Let me ask you: You've had a chance to be around these guys now for a couple of weeks as you get ready for the for the run up to the start of the season. How do you feel about this group that that you've got on the offensive side of the ball? Um, I feel good about them. Um, it's nice to experience back at most positions. Uh, guys are are fun to be around. I think they they work hard for the for the most part all the time. Um, we're a little bit in the dog days of camp, so uh, they're tired and beat up. So execution hasn't been quite as good the last couple of days as we want. But I but I really like the group we have, Coach. I've been able to come out to practice uh, a couple of times, and both times I've walked away. And I know a lot of people have you know questions about what the quarterback position is going to look like for you guys, but I've walked away uh, from the two practices I've been to going, man, I, I think you got a, a legit quarterback battle between two guys that, that I think are really good. Tell me a little bit about Chase, uh, him coming in in January from UCLA and just kind of what he, what he's bringing uh, to Chattanooga football. Well, yeah, you know, it was really good that we got Chase here in January um, so he could go through spring ball. You know, he, he's he's had kind of a, I don't want to say a strange career, but, um, you know, he's, he's been a backup at UCLA. He's played behind some really, really good football players. Um, and all the information I got on him was he was just really talented and and, and uh, really student of the game and worked hard um, and really could have been a starter a lot of places in, in the country. He was just playing behind you know, an NFL uh, quarterback. So, um, you know, bringing him in, we kind of took a chance because you, you never really saw him in game action, but uh, he's everything that they told us he would be. I mean, he he's a really calm quarterback, uh, really studies the game, wants to know every attribute, you know, why we're doing everything, blocking schemes, even in the run game. So um, he's brought some leadership to the team, uh, at a position, you know, a little different than what a starting quarterback, say Preston, would have had last year. Um, but I think it's just the fact that he comes to work every day and 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 re really wants to be the best player he can be is really uh, 
you know, brought leadership uh, to our whole offense. Physically, what is it about his game that stands out to you? Um, you know, he's he he throws the ball really well. He's really accurate. Um, he's got a, he's got a good arm, and he throws throws a great deep ball, very catchable deep ball. Um, and he runs a lot better than what I ever would have thought. I mean, I think when he got here, he wasn't you know considered a running threat, but he, he went home. Attributes that he had. Say again. I'm sorry, Chris. I remember watching uh, Luke Schaumburg last year some in practice and being really impressed with with the physical. Yeah, Luke, Luke's a big kid with a big arm. I mean, he he's a natural thrower. Um, he's just gotten you know he's gotten bigger here through our weight weight program with Coach Bassetti. Um, very very talented. Uh, you know, sky's the limit for him. Um, he just has not taken taken a lot of snaps. We're trying to get as many reps as we can because he was not a starter as a junior in high school. He only played his senior year as a starting quarterback. So, um, you know, a little bit behind Chase in experience as far as that goes, just from an age factor. Uh, but kid can make all the throws, very accurate. Um, you know, and the same thing, just a hard worker. So, you know, both of them really a pleasure to coach. At what point do you want to have a decision on who your quarterback's going to be? Do you are you comfortable with the idea of two quarterbacks? I mean, how's this going to play out between now and in North Alabama? Uh, we're going to continue to rep them uh, equally as, as much as we can. Um, you know, it's tough now in college football. You know to just have one quarterback because it really limits what you can do offensively. Um, so our kind of coach right and our plan going into the season was, you know, we'll have a starter that will roll out there game one, um, but we got to have two that are ready to play. So might see them both. Um, don't know. Again, we, you know, we still have 17 days till we kick off or 16 days, whatever it is. Um, but, but right now we're just going to battle until the end and we're, we're going to roll out the guy that we think is going to give us the best chance to win. Let's talk a little bit about these running backs. We know Alim Ford. Uh, we know Geno Appleberry. Tell me what it's like from a depth standpoint behind those two guys. Well, we got um, we we really got three or four guys that are pretty good. Yeah, uh, you know, Lance has been around. He's played some too. You didn't mention him as one of our our, our returning guys, um, but he he's really really solid player for us. Uh, you got Reggie Davis back, who was a was was a big signee for us two years ago. Um, and he's very very talented. Um, uh, you put me on the spot because I'm not great with names. I know their first names. I don't know all their last <laughs> names. <laughs> uh, but you got Chris Houston is another one that we signed last year when you know when Reggie was Reggie was injured and couldn't play, so we picked up Chris Chris Houston. Um, they're all, they're all really solid. And that group really, to me, is the epitome of what we are offensively because, you know, uh, Ford sets the tempo. Him and Gino, you know, unbelievable work ethic, unbelievable uh, type kids. And those other three guys have just fallen in, fallen in line. So um, I, I feel probably best about the depth of that position. Again, you know, to replace Alim and Gino, uh, that's tough. But we've got we've got really good players behind them, too. Let's talk about the wide receivers for a minute. I, I look, Sam Phillips is one of my favorite guys to watch with the ball in his hands. I think he's poised to have a really big year. What are you seeing from him through the early part of uh, of training camp and in the early part of fall practice? Uh, it, 
with Sam, or really the whole wide receiver group is just maturity. You know, none of those those kids that started for us all last year, Sam included, um, you know, they hadn't played they hadn't played much football, college football at all. And and you know, you look back when we we do our off season uh, kind of self scout of the offense, you, you look at how you know how big of a player Sam was in our offense um, in, in the first year, and, and really I kind of I kicked myself sometimes because I didn't use it more. Um, I didn't realize that he was making as many plays as he was making week in and week out. So he, you know, he's a, he's a feature guy for us now. Um, and there's really nothing he can't do, you know, for, for a guy that's, you know, as small as he is stature wise, there's really nothing he can't do. He's a, he's a great deep ball catcher. He's a great route runner. Uh, he's strong. Uh, he's obviously quick, you know, very, very quick. Um, he catches everything. So, um, you know, he, he, he's probably our top guy, um, you know, it, we've got three top guys, but he's he's definitely right there with them. I'll get to the tight ends in just a second. You you mentioned the stature of a guy like Sam Phillips. You got Jamoy Mays. Uh, look, they they can both fly. Uh, neither one of them very big though. Uh, how much of a concern is that? Do you have that big body wide receiver that's that's ready to step up? Uh, yeah, I don't know that we do. Um, We've got some younger guys that, that that physically probably aren't aren't quite ready yet, uh, but Jamoy's bigger than when you think. You know, he's close to a six foot guy, and he you know he's he's two hundred pounder. So, um, you know, both Sam and Jamoy are very strong. Uh, so body position goes a long way in, in making some of those contested catches. Um, well, we don't have a six three guy that's ready to go out there and just throw jump balls too. But um, you know, we we design the offense around what we've got. Um, and and those two guys, like I said, you know, you, normally you have a big guy that you want to throw deep balls to, but but they can run and they can and they can catch contested balls uh, because they're strong and thicker. Uh, you know, if you want to say shorter guys, but they're thicker guys, um, so it really hasn't become a problem uh, for us yet. And, you know, and then you throw in Nunu Watley, who plays in the slot for us, but can also go outside and and he's just a tough kid. I mean, he he was a quarterback in high school. Uh, but ran the football a lot more like a running back. So, uh, you know, he's kind of the – he does a lot of the dirty work, but, uh, you know, he's another he's, – he's a third of our of our top guys that's going to get targeted a lot for us. Cam Overton really showed his potential, I, I thought, last year. Is is this a guy now ready to, to, to have a bigger role in this offense moving into this year? Yeah, that's, an, that's another room that I, that I really consider a lot like a running back. Uh, room is you know we've got some veterans in there um they've all played a lot of football and you know cam has completely changed his body when we got him last year as a freshman he was you know 250 pounds kind of i don't want to say sloppy but uh didn't have the right kind of weight on him and he you know he's 235 now and, and a lot more athletic and can run and and uh he he's a threat uh in the passing game now because he has really strong strong hands and he's a bigger body. He's, he's somebody we could use on, on some of your post-up type stuff. Uh, so yeah, I've been impressed with him and, and the camp. He's just, keep, he just keeps getting better. Let's go to the offensive line. Now you've got a lot of guys that have played some, I mean, I think I counted like seven or eight guys that have played, whether it's been here or someplace else, they've got some college football experience playing on the offensive line in your eyes. Where's the strength of this offensive line? Uh, right up the middle, um, you know, uh, with Reed Williams. I mean, you know, we last year, uh, 
you know, we had to scramble guys around. We had injuries. and McClendon Curtis was really the only solid uh, player that played for us, you know, all 11 games. And, and Reed's a center. We recruited him as a center, local kid. Um, we had to play him at guard. He was a little bit out of position. And, you know, this year we got him back back to center. And uh, just he's been solid every day, um, really good. And that, that center is kind of like the quarterback, the offensive line. So, they, they you know, they make they make the – they make the ship sail and, and, you know, he makes, has to make a lot of line calls and he's always got a 300 pounder lined up uh, right across from him. So it, it starts up the middle. Um, and so he, he's really the strength of what we've got up there. Tell me about those tackle positions or, or are those two spots locked down? Is there still competition happening there? What's going on on the outside? Uh, he, no, there's really nothing locked down other than, than than Reed right now. We've got some, like you said, we've got a lot of guys that have played football. Um, Coach Revis is trying to find, you know, the best five combination. So we've got a lot of guys that are playing tackle and, you know, swinging back and playing guard. And and he's just trying to find the five that work uh, the best together. Um, you know, we again, we've got some guys that played tackle for us last year um, that, that – we think can do it, but uh, they may be guard this year. Who knows? Um, so, you know, nothing's really locked down up front. Uh, it probably will probably will get locked down, I would say, early next week of the, the five, six, seven, eight guys that we think, you know, are going to get the most most snaps. But right now we're just moving guys around to see what the best combination is. You mentioned Coach Ravis working with those guys. How involved will you be in determining who those five guys are? I'm going to be very involved. <laughs> uh, you know, obviously I trust my assistant coaches and all of them do, do a great job. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, the offense goes through me and um, I'm going to have a say in, 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 in who's playing up there. But coach, again, coach Revis has been coaching offensive line and he's done it uh, at a high level with a team that's, you know, FCS team that's been in a lot of playoff games. So uh, I trust his, I trust his judgment, but if it comes to, uh, you know, between this guy and that guy, um, I'm always going to have the fun say. <laughs> Do you have benchmarks that you set for this offense going into the year, whether that's, you know, we want to average this much in total offense or we want to average this many points per game or convert third downs at this percentage? Do you have things like that set for your offense year to year? You know, we've, not really. I'm not, Chris, I'm not a real big stats guy because stats are skewed, uh, you know, a ton. You know, you just look at, you look at stats, you look at the schedule one team plays compared to another team. And, and you know, it, it just, it, the only thing I care about is that, uh, you know, we keep our defense off the field where they're arrested all the time. So uh, we've got to be able to move, run the football. Number one, we're going to find a way to run the football. Number two is not turn it over. Um, we do, I do have, you know, stats that we go by. We want to be, you know, whatever it is, 45% on third down and, and, and those type of things. But I, I don't get into yardage. I don't get into a lot of points. Uh, again, uh, you hear these people that average all these points. Well, you know, another team might've been really good offense, but they played in, you know, three games that it was pouring down rain and windy, you know? So it's at the, at the end of the day, the stats don't, don't compare, you know, it's wins and losses. Our jobs have score every time we get the football, um, you know, keep the defense off the field and, and not turn it over. Those, those are the things that I worry about. And ultimately, 
and find a way to win. You you head into the last two weeks, I guess, before you know you get into that grind of game after game after game on Saturdays. What is left from an offensive per perspective? Do you have everything put in at this point? Uh, where are you guys compared to to where you'll be in you know sixteen days or whatever it is? Yeah, we've got a lot in Chris, you know, and that's we were able to do that because we had a, a bunch of a bunch of kids coming back that had played in the offense. So we, we do have a a ton. Uh, we have some situational stuff that we have to work on. Uh, you know, for instance, last night we just started working on you know uh, what I call one minute one minute drill or two minute drill at the end of the game. So we've got some specific things like that we have to work on. We don't do a lot uh, with. Uh, goal line type situations right now uh, because that's a week to week uh, based on who you're playing and how they line up type stuff uh, and we don't uh, we don't have a lot of uh, uh, say our gadget plays or whatever trick plays whatever we we won't work on that until uh, really the week of the first game so but as far as base offense uh, we we've got probably ninety percent of it in now coach looking forward to it appreciate the time as always and uh, look forward to catching up with you again. Thank you. Thank you all for having me. Thanks to Coach Pizzo for giving us a little bit of time. Again, been to practice. I've seen it with my own eyes. I think the Chattanooga quarterback position is in very good hands, regardless of what direction they end up going with either one of those two guys at quarterback. They both looked really impressive from the times that that I have seen them, which is granted a small sample size, but still, both of those guys, uh, I think, are uh, incredibly talented. Speaking of some incredible talents, Lorenzo Ward brings back a very, very strong group along his defensive line and in the secondary this year for the Mox defense, and he joins us next here on Mox on the Mic. Coach, appreciate the time as always, man. Good to uh, good to be able to visit with you for a uh, for a little bit. Let's start with this. Knowing that you have a guy like Jay Person, what does that allow you to do defensively? Well, hopefully, do better what we've been trying to do here. Uh, you know, we know that you know it's not different last year having a guy like D Max, and uh, you know, and Jay was. Uh, not uh, to the status he is today, but uh, you know, I think we we hopefully can do what we're doing and do it better. When the NFL scouts come to town and and they get a look at Jay Person, what do they like about him? And then what do they say or or what do they talk about that that he needs to improve on before going to the next level? Well, again, I think it's weight potentially the issue for them. Uh, and I told Jake, uh, Jay he needs to get about 240, 45. He's in the 238, uh, 235, 238 range now. And he got to be able to hold it, uh, put that weight on the right way so that he can keep it on. Uh, you know, uh, you know, Jay has a motor that runs 100 miles an hour every time he goes. So uh, that's not going to be an issue. It's just going to be whether he can keep the weight on. You, you've kind of set a precedent uh, over the last couple of years, uh, really the last several years, for some, some great defensive line play. Who's the next guy that's going to emerge along the defensive line for Chattanooga? Quay Wilkins. He'd be a better football player. He'd be a better protective guy than D-Max would. And it's hard uh, for people to think I'm crazy when I say that. 
that's a pretty high praise for him. Clay Wiggles is will be the next dominant D lineman at Chattanooga, and you'll see it this season. You're having to replace some guys at, at linebacker. Uh, a lot of experience is gone from there. I, I want to start with this first. Who's going to handle making those calls and on the field and making sure that everybody gets lined up correctly? Well, you know, we 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 get we uh we definitely lost experience as at the mic and at the wheel spot, and uh, uh you know we we had two young guys to play behind them uh, a year ago, and so our mic linebacker was still. Uh, be responsible to to make the calls. Uh, we didn't not putting all of the pressure on him. Uh, we got some experienced safeties now that have played a year in this program. So uh, our calls are very very simple. Uh, our D front knows how to line up without the linebacker telling them uh, because of all the experience we have there. So uh, we lifted a lot of that weight off of the linebackers. Did you see Cameron Brown, and I'm talking about Cameron Brown, the defensive back now, turning into this type of player when he got here as a freshman? Well, you know, Cam was uh, is is a student of the game, so I knew, you know, ability-wise, Cam is limited in a lot of areas, you know, flat speed, but Cam is a, a student of the game, and, and uh, his dad is a football coach. So he's been around football all his life, and so he knows how to game. Cam does a great Cam does a great job of studying uh, opponents' video. You know, he understands uh, what receivers are trying to do to him in certain situations. And so, uh, I can't say that I would have say that he was been all comfort to lead the league in interception. Uh, but he's he had that potential because he's a student of the game. How close is Telly Plummer to being to being back at a hundred percent? I think he's close. I don't think he's totally there. He's practicing every day. He's not favoring his leg. I think it's more mental now than it is physical. I think he's, his knee is probably not as strong as it was uh, uh, coming off the surgery, but I think he's getting stronger every day. It's just going to be between his ears where he, he, he feels comfortable and turning it loose. When he went down last year uh, against uh, the Illinois, no. uh, I how did that change things for, for you guys? Well, it, it really hurt the depth. Uh, you know, we, we was Telly was a guy that we had been counting on all season and then to lose him, you know, first uh, quarter of your season, uh, really set you back depth wise. And then you, you didn't feel good with some of the guys that didn't have experience to substitute them in the game. So he really hurt, uh, hurt our substitution rotation in the back end. I saw Jeremiah Batiste play a lot when, when he was in high school, and, and I was happy when he, he decided to come back, uh, kind of come back home and, and play here. It felt like he never really kind of found a place when he was at, at Miami of Ohio. Has he found a position here yet, and is he somebody we can expect to see on the field? Well, uh, Jeremiah does a lot of good things. He's definitely found a position. He's at corner. He can run. Uh, again, I got to work on his uh, physical toughness, uh, and he, you know, his knowledge of the game on defense. Being that he played receiver at Miami, Ohio, and so uh, he still got a way to go to to totally understand our system. Uh, because every time he lined up, he plays the same technique every time, and, and you can't do that. Uh, people take advantage of you. So he relies on his speed a lot instead of technique, and so we just got to continue to work on the technique aspect. But uh, I think he'll get there. 
what uh is there a, a position group that because look you, you've coached on the defensive side for for a long time now at a lot of different levels is there one position group you're more involved in than the others uh yeah i i, I spend a majority of my time uh in meetings and stuff with the secondary uh but i, I go into the dB uh d line meeting room i go to linebackers meeting room i go into the outside linebacker meeting room so i try to and then practice Correll, I let him do all of the uh, individual drills, and I go from uh, different drills and, uh, you know, try to show all this, the entire defense love. Is it safe to say the secondary – Would do you consider that the strength of, of your defense right now at least? D-line. Got to be the D-line. You got, you know, you got three or four guys that started back in the D-line, and then I just told you the fourth guy that is probably going to be better than the guy that just left here. So it got to be D line. When you got Ben Bruton at one end, you got Jay at the other end. You got Marlin, who is ascending, uh, had a great uh, first starting season last year. Uh, our experience at D line is is where our strength of our defense is. That's kind of how you want to build a defense, anyway, right? You want to build it front to back. One hundred percent. If you if you're not doing it that way, you're not going to win very many games. Give me the guy, and and look, you you've talked about the guys that are that are returning. I feel like there's a lot of guys defensively that we know. Give me a guy, maybe that we don't know about yet, that you think by the time this season's over, we will know on the Chattanooga defense. Chris Victor, he's uh, filled in, plays behind Ben. Uh, I think he's a guy that number ninety six is his number. I think you'll know him when the season's over. Coach, appreciate the time, as always, and uh, look forward to catching up with you. All right, thank you. Thanks to Coach Ward for his time, and again, uh, thanks to Coach Joe Pizzo as well. We get a chance to kind of go position by position and and work our way through this uh, through, through this Chattanooga football team as uh, we head towards the start of football season. Of course, we have got it all covered for you right here on Mox on the Mic, so make sure you spend time with us each and every week leading up to and all through this football season. Our producer's been Tate Johnson. She does a fantastic job in making all of this work. We'll see you again next week for another edition of Mox on the Mic. Until then, so long, everybody, and go Mox. Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review, and we'll see you again soon.